Is this your camper? No, it's not my camper. No, not my camper at all. This would be really fun if you and your wife paraded around the U.S. in this camper. I think she would really like it. I think it would be awful. (laughs) Welcome to The Round Barn, a podcast devoted to all things livestock. Our goal is to offer provocative insights, challenge conventional wisdom, and never be boring. We're your hosts, Kaylee Hillinger and Dr. Jim Lowe. Among the many hats that Jim wears at the University of Illinois, his cattle and swine consulting businesses, he's hanging out slash working at the Illinois State Fair for, what, 10 to 14 days or something like that? 10 days. 10 days. 10 days of unadulterated fun. (laughs) I am here to work at the Illinois Pork Producers Pork Patio today, but why are you here? Uh, inquiring minds want to know. Um, so we, for I don't know how many years now, we way before the pandemic, if it's PP, pre-pandemic and post-pandemic, we're pre-pandemic services over here. But we, um, we've had a longstanding relationship with the state vet's office and et cetera. And so a while ago, they lost their state fair veterinarian and they asked if we'd be willing to come do it, if I'd be willing to come be the state fair veterinarian. And so it's an interesting gig because there needs to be a veterinarian on the grounds all the time uh, per the rules. And so historically that's been a private practice veterinarian. And we with the university have decided to make this a teaching opportunity. Okay. Tell me more about that. So we bring students. So I have fourth year students with me. And so they come over and it's a chance for them to interact with livestock producers, for them to diagnose some cases, for them to have to talk to people, which is scary. (laughs) Uh, And actually get to do a little bit of veterinary stuff in a pretty controlled environment with some friendly critters that uh, often don't have a lot of terrible disease, but uh, clients need service. And so it's a really good interaction for those students to get to learn some things. Okay, so you're here for mostly small emergencies for all of. Let's hope they're small emergencies. Right. Okay. Let's hope we have no large emergencies. But yes, theoretically, all small little challenges that are urgent. Maybe not emergencies, urgent. Okay. Right. So give me an example of what you've done in the last couple of days. Um, Well, we got really wet on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Soaking wet, but uh, so we've had a few steers and heifers that, um, you know, their cows are ruminants since so they have four stomachs and that big stomach, the first stomach, the rumen doesn't like change very much sometimes. So they change water. They sometimes change feed. Mm-hmm. They're stressed. And so they bloat. So they get gas in that in that rumen. And so that's not an uncommon right. pleasant activity we get to deal with. So they're pretty distressed. They need to be removed. And normally we just have to, we literally pass a tube down their throat, down their esophagus mm-hmm. and stuff it in the room and then the gas comes off. It's not very complicated, but uh, it's, um, it's relieving to them. Right. So that's, right. so we deal with that kind of stuff. Um, we get some critters that hurt themselves, you know, doing something stupid. There's a lot of critters here. And so, you know, one will do something stupid. Um, we help the state vets, the state vets. So the state of Illinois employees, so Mark Ernst and Stacy Slager and that team are actually responsible for doing, checking all the health papers and approving the health of the animals coming in. We don't do that. We just do the sick ones. Okay. So you don't do the administration company. No, so we send our students to help do the check-in because I think it's a good regulatory thing for them to learn. So Mm -hmm. we try to take all these things and make them teaching activities. Okay. So do you have responsibility for who calls you? Is it anyone that has cows Uh, or pigs? Yes. Everyone has my number now. Fantastic. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) So you're doing things with like goats. 
Um, or is there someone that's a little more? No, no, no. It's me. Okay. So we do cool. everything but the horses. So there's that's some horses here. And they bring their own veterinarians. And so that's a different bit of the game. And so we've they've always never really kind of been part of the primary care of the of the animals. And our real focus is we'll be here all through next week. But um, so we're here, this junior show right now. So we've got a lot of critters here at one yep. time, 4-Hers and FFA kids. And that's really the focus. The numbers drop off and the time that they're on the fairgrounds are pretty short Yeah. Uh, once we get to the open show. So this is they came in, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yes, this week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, this week, I guess today's Friday. Um, checked in. So they've been here two or three days and you get this many animals for this time. We get some issues. It falls off next week, but yep. it's really pigs, goats, sheep, cattle. OK. So I never did the showing of state fair with animals growing up. I think my mom wanted me to do that. She kind of wanted to be the fair mom, but I was really not interested in being the fair kid. Okay. But I hear it gets a little scandalous sometimes. Well, I think so. Things have changed a little bit since I um, since I was a long, long time ago when Jesus was a little boy. I, I was a, I was a 4-H'er. Okay. So the whole game has changed. He's I mean, taking a drink of coffee. We're doing this at 830 in the morning and you've already been at this for a couple hours answering calls. Uh, yeah, two, uh, three. But yes, <laughs> let's not let's not keep track of those things. Um, so we. Um, the 4-H thing today, the show critter thing today is like its own separate industry. Mm -hmm. And you can say that's good, that's bad, whatever. I mean, it's a fact. It just is what it is. And so. It was right. We had some show animals that were kind of attached to commercial. And now, really, if you look at we have a show group of population of critters and they're bred for show and that's what they do. Mm -hmm. And then we have a group that's bred for kind of commercial production. So the pigs are the farthest separation. But that's kind of true in cattle and the sheep are all basically hobby. Not a lot of commercial sheep in, in the U.S. Yep. So these um, they're really funny. It's really good for the kids. So you could bang and say, well, I mean, there's people spending a lot, a lot of money on a few animals. And, yeah, there's a scandal here and there and blah, blah, blah. You know, there's people are competing for money. Stuff happens. Yep. But wait, you talk about the one percent. That's the one percent of things. OK. It's um, really a fantastic experience for these kids to have to have responsibility for this booger all summer. Absolutely. And take care of it and do things. And. I think the biggest change has been is, you know, watching this, and this is certainly my impression, not numbers, right? The number of show pigs and because pigs are pretty easy to take care of and they're pretty trainable yeah. and they're good size for little people as opposed to big, big steer. Right. right. And so that's kind of become the starter thing. So there's just a lot of little kids with pigs. I mean, awesome. little kids. That's so cool. And so, yeah, we had a sick one the other day and she's 10 and it was her first pig and she's nervous. So oh, scared. It, yeah. And she looked at me and she was crying a little bit. And I said, OK, what's your pig's name? She said, his name is Bubba. I said, OK, <laughs> I knew Bubba was sick. I said, how would you know Bubba was sick? She goes, he didn't like his scratches today. Oh, and I said, oh, does he get scratch? Oh, he gets scratches every day, but he didn't like his scratches today. Oh, well, see, look at you knew something was wrong. So it's those kind of interactions that yeah. for us are really, really fun uh, to get to work with the kids and say, again, is there some drama? Yeah, there's some drama. But boy, that's not very much. Yeah, good. 
Well, that's really good to hear. So most of it is watching these kids grow. And and if you look at the leadership development we get out of 4-H and FFA and how much those kids get to do from leading others and not sitting in front of a screen and it's really transformative. And, you know, we continue to not fund 4-H very well. Um, you know, the federal money's not increasing, state money isn't increasing. And so it relies more and more on volunteers. So that's kind of a sad thing to me. Yep. But it's still a tremendous thing. And you watch parents and multiple generations and bringing new people into the game. And um, it's a really positive thing watching watching these youngsters learn and compete and learn how to lose. That's right. an important thing, right? Absolutely. Like, right. At the end of the day, we got a bunch of class winners here, but that's there's what, 56, 50, 60 classes of, of pigs too. and there's 500 pigs here. So, I mean, right. I mean, 500 barrels and there's 50 classes of barrels or something. So 10 percent of the kids are going to go away with a win. Everybody else is going to learn that right. I'm not the best today. And, and I think in a low stakes, no consequence environment, that's OK. Mm-hmm. But the cool part today is, particularly on the pig side and a bit on the sheep side, it's really about can they make the pig perform? Mm -hmm. And so how well is the pig trained? Does the pig walk the way? Is he well behaved? Is he? And so they get a lesson. Is the kid calm and collected and handling their animals the way that you? And they get that learning thing. Somebody said to me yesterday, said the best part is, is that you don't have to win. But it gives them an opportunity to see how they get better. Yeah. And That's so cool. even if I didn't have the best pig and the judges are really good on commenting, yes, they comment about the pig, but they also comment about the kid and how well's the pig yep. trained. And so that kid gets feedback and that becomes a really powerful way to help kids develop. And so that's the fun part to me to watch all that. I mean, we're here kind of doing the other stuff, but that's the fun part. That's awesome. That's really cool. So there's a lot of really cool stuff, really emotional things that kids go through at the fair the wins the losses the learnings along the way all summer their parents here cheering them on in the corner and i mean i think there's like a huge community at state fair within these individual species groups of people that kids have been raised with together through all these shows their county fairs the state shows and hopefully maybe feeding the industries sometimes as they exit this 4-h season of life yeah, even you got 4-H and FFA, and I think about the people I run into here that I met a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. And it was not competitive showing, right? I mean, but I did a lot with FFA. And so it's that same right. group. You get to meet people and 4-H, right? You know, it's the same crowd. But you do those things, and then you realize here 40 years later, you can pick up like, hey, what are you doing? You've built these lifelong yeah. kind of connections that are really valuable. And so, yeah, there's a lot of great friendships, relationship stuff. And a lot of these kids do come back to the industry. Yep. It's um, it's a good pipeline. I mean, I'll run into high school kids or college kids now. Like, oh, I'm thinking about going to vet school. or I want to do research or I want to go work for X, Y, Z. What do I need to do? And so that's the other bit that's kind of right. I mean, the worst part is, right, some of these people are my high school classmates are worse than that, younger than my high school classmates and their kids are talking about this. And I'm like, well, that just makes me really old and I'm working through these things. But that that whole bit, I mean, I think we're here as the college doing a bit of medical care, doing a lot of extension. This is an extension, extension. Action. This is extension one on one. Right. Like we're out doing extension. Right. We're out interacting with people, probably a little bit of care, but that, that's fine. 
So, right, you, you start realizing that 4-H FFA become a critical bit of, of feedback and how do we as professionals, people in the in the college, in the profession, veterinary profession or the livestock professions, how do we engage more with that group? I mean, sometimes right. we kind of forget about it and you see a bit of stuff on social media, right? Like, oh, so and so has got pigs at the fair. They got a steer at the fair. They're doing things. But how do we as professionals go back and build that pipeline? And we've talked a little bit on this podcast before about where do we find vet students and where do we find right. those people. But what we know is we think about veterinarians and we certainly have got a we've got a shortage of people who can work in the livestock industry. So we also got a shortage of people who want to be livestock veterinarians, right, which is a subset of that group. And I'm thinking about it more broadly. We don't have people who want to come be rural veterinarians. They just don't want to work in in Alpha, Illinois, where I started right. and say, hey, I want to live in small town USA and be a small town veterinarian. And so. There's been a lot of discussion about should we change admissions to vet school? Or should we blah, blah, blah? And I don't think that's practical. We're not going to change vet school. Right. But what we need to change is the pool that's applying. So our vet school classes match the pool. Yep. So we don't have very many rural kids that want to be rural young adults that want to go back to rural America mm -hmm. because we don't have many in the pool. Right. And so we have to think about how can we as a profession, how can we as livestock professionals go out and recruit kids from our communities to be engaged and involved? And I, I don't care if they, they come to vet school or they go get a PhD or they just go work after a bachelor's degree, but we got to get them encouraged that there's a career here and there's a future here. And we're going to do that with personal relationships, right? right. If yes. they know Kaylee and they're like, wow, Kaylee's cool and that looks like a fun job. Maybe maybe I should go do that or I should look into that. Yeah. Or talk to her about what she's doing, how she got there and some of the different experiences that Dr. Jim Lowe would recommend along the way to get to this place that I want to be that he is a model of for vet school. Yeah, I, I think it's hard to do something if you don't know what it is. Yeah, absolutely. I never thought that what I'm doing today was a job until you get to talking to the right people. Yeah, so. and you find it, and, you, and I think that's true. And if we want people to come back, yeah. these are the kind of things we have to do to, dr to drive that. Yes. And it's uh, now absolutely pouring buckets <laughs> for the second time this week. And so before Ooh. before we complain about the rain, which we, you know, right, it's gonna storm, blah, blah, blah. Yep. It's normally like 184 degrees at the State Fair, <laughs> and it was 84 yesterday. So we're gonna take Yes. The temperature will take the wetness and the mud and the grossness along with that. Yes, we had a very dry summer, so the rain was welcome. And now we've been wondering here in central Illinois if it's ever going to stop raining. For the last but we'll take, we'll take the winds and we'll take the cool weather. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you for talking to us about the Illinois State Fair. I am going to go work at the pork patio today and get some pork twisters and pork sandwiches and hopefully see many of the young people that you're talking about and uh, continue to make the state fair a good experience for them so i am gonna go solve world peace or something like that or at least help little kids with yes. their show animals yes that's awesome thanks for listening please subscribe and tell your friends about the round barn podcast available on the podcaster of your choice one last thing, in addition to this podcast, we offer a wide range of learning opportunities, including a Master of Veterinary Science degree. 
We're accepting applications for the spring 2024 semester. To learn more about this program, please visit vetmed.illinois.edu slash MVS. Thanks for listening.